Love. Welcome to the e-commerce marketing society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Hey, lovely people. Welcome to episode 29. Now, you know that saying the only constant is change. Well, that couldn't be more true for a small business owner working in the digital landscape that is e-commerce. And one of those big changes that has come down the line most recently was some updates from Shopify. Now, there has been such a big boom in e-commerce that Shopify have been working even harder to you know, improve the platform, not only for developers, so getting more designers, getting more developers working and creating on Shopify, but also for Shopify merchants. So people like you guys out there trying to build businesses using their platform and making that as easy as possible for non-coders or or non-developers. So my friend Kerry, the owner of Yellow Door Digital, Kerry is a specialist in Shopify SEO development and optimizing your Shopify store. Kerry and I chat through what are those Shopify updates that are coming down the line and how is it going to improve the way you operate your store and what changes or what updates that you need to be across. So yeah, a really helpful episode today with Kerry and I hope you get a lot out of it. Hi, Kerry. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. We have known each other for quite a while now, and we're just chatting about clients and sending clients back and forth to each other, which is always good. And why don't we start off with an introduction? Sure. Well, I'm Kerry Bennett, and from Yellow Door Digital, and my specialty is really about Shopify and SEO, particularly for Shopify stores. But I've been in SEO for a fair while, client side. And yeah, moved to my own business about four years ago and love helping sort of businesses just untangle that, transparently tell them about SEO without, you know, all the hoo-hahs and the black magic that, you know, that some um, agencies trying to tell you that it is. So yeah, yes, good gig. That, yeah, I love that. The um, untangle, the, the hoo-ha. <laughs> yeah, and, that's the technical term. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that. I'm going to use it. Yeah, it's, look, I I had this chat with some students last night about, I I call it like the fairy godmother effect where people go to agencies or people that are claiming to help them with it, like things like SEO or Google ads or social media or Facebook ads, and they, agencies are promising the world and saying yes to everything. So these businesses are handing over money thinking, oh my gosh, this fairy godmother is going to come in and help me. There's so many of them. So I love when I can connect with businesses like yourself who understand that business owners are overwhelmed already and it's our job to you know untangle that overwhelm but the honesty and the transparency is the key to really helping the, the people that we work with yeah i think seos have had such a 
or they've been getting a dirtier name as time goes on and there's definitely great agencies out there and people want to work with them, that's fine. I've just found that there's so um, such mystery that surrounds SEO that business owners, whilst they might not want to do it all themselves, just understanding how it works and that it's not trickery and really sort of understanding that good content is going to get you to the right place eventually and that it takes time. It's really just about sort of education and some people want that. Some people want a lot of transparency and some people kind of, once they've got your trust, they're like, right, thanks for explaining it out to me. So I think my role as um, just a freelancer and working one-on-one with clients, I'm able to provide that transparency. Agency style, they can actually scale, you know, really well because they've got so many people in it, but they might lose that opportunity to really talk someone through the process. Yeah, awesome. And so your work with, they're a lot like my clients, women with Shopify stores, or perhaps they've they've just come across to Shopify and they're trying to improve their store or build new stores or do good SEO. So what kind of work do you do with those type of clients? Yeah, so, and yeah, we do share some of that sort of base client level where they've got this store. Maybe they had bricks and mortar store and they're moving it online. Maybe it's just purely online and they've built a Shopify store and Shopify is really great in being able to help people do that. But it, once you get there, it actually hasn't taught you anything about SEO and hasn't taught you anything about, you know, stuff that you kind of help them with with all the aspects of, of running a store. So SEO is that component where I can go, okay, well, let's have a look at SEO and how you can build it into your store and understand how search results work because then we can grab some of that organic traffic and bring it to your store as well. So it's really going, hey, that's great. You've got your hands dirty, you've got your Shopify store. Or maybe they've, you know, worked with someone to build the store. Maybe they've worked with me to build the store. But it's, yeah, really taking your store to that next level with SEO. Yeah. And so talking about building stores, you also offer that as part of your service packages too, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. offer in, on the Shopify platform, not on the other platforms. But, yeah, I build on Shopify as well. And, you know, that's kind of, I guess, where I started. Um, I knew SEO already and then I had um, I was working client side and needed to build some new stuff. And I had, I'd played with WordPress and things like that and been building on there. And I just knew the frustrations that some people at my level where I'm not total geek developer, but at the same time, no offence to the geek developers out there. I've got many good friends who are like that. But, you know, this needs to be easy. I don't want to spend all day just trying to learn code to be able to put the widget in that spot Mm -hmm. um, or change the colour of a button or something like that. So I found Shopify really fitted the need. And it was years ago that I came to Shopify and it's just got got better and better since then. I think it's a great choice. It's not the only choice, but I think it's a great choice for people who are a bit bootstrapped and want to have hands-on, get things up and running quickly but then also they need to understand that, okay, there's lots more to selling a product than or selling your service or whatever it might be than just building building the thing and they won't necessarily come without some more work. So Yeah. And when we first kind of got to know each other, it was probably over a year ago now, yeah, you were talking about how you love that, that you've niched down to Shopify. And I guess over the past 12 months or more given COVID, have you seen the number of, you know, clients getting in contact with you grow like as more brands launch on Shopify? Absolutely yeah and it's been great. COVID when it first hit our first lockdown well here in Victoria anyway I think that was a was that an Australia-wide one I can't remember there's so many lockdowns now but (laughs) the first lockdown there was lots of panic and so that was sort of hard to manage as well people wanted to be online immediately but um, it's calmed down a lot since then and people have really taken to understanding e-commerce and they've 
They definitely want to be involved, but the panic isn't there as much anymore, which is a better place to be in than just quick, get me online. I need to start selling stuff immediately. So, and Shopify's responded. You know, Shopify did a lot of things during that sort of lockdown to, you know, having local pickup delivery was never a thing on Shopify, but they actually brought that in. They were maybe planning that for release later, but they brought it forward so that they could help stores out. They enabled gift cards for their lower plans that usually you can only access on a higher plan. So on their lowest plan, they said, hey, you know, you can have gift cards now because they were trying to help small businesses out. So I loved that they reacted to the crisis that was going on and tried to help businesses out that way. Yeah, awesome. And I guess that's why we got together to chat today is because of Shopify. And in June, there was Shopify Unite, which was like, I guess, an... um, Unconference or a showcase of what Shopify changes are coming down the line. Shopify 2.0. So I saw that you'd mentioned it in one of the face groups that we're in together and I was like, ah, funnily enough, I was going to do a podcast on that. So two brains are better than one to talk about Shopify. So, yeah, I mean, what's your take on Shopify 2.0? I'm really excited about Shopify 2.0. There's some elements in it that Shopify have been talking about for a few years and we all you know we kind of were scoffing about when is that ever happening and um at the Shopify Unite they did say this is going to happen and put some dates around it so that's part of the Shopify stores 2.0 changes that are coming out and yeah excited about it I mean you know all the big tech companies kind of rather than having little conferences every or little release rollouts they have these big events and usually you can actually buy a ticket and go to Unite and it was in the back of my mind that you know before all this I was gonna you know go and and um, actually attend live but obviously COVID meant they have to do them online so you get lots more people to attend it's the middle of the night for us to attend the um, Unite so it's you know it was okay but um, did you go to it I did I was um with my kids and I sort of just crept out and started watching it online quietly in the dark in in the wee hours of the morning so dedication Well, I knew there was lots of things coming. You know, if they they did those things every month, you'd kind of get a bit bored with them. And I think that's why they have something like Unite. They can go, guess what? This is what we're working on. They have all the departments kind of sort of chime into the areas that they specialise in and and share what they're working on and their releases. So it's been really good. There was lots of releases in the 2.0, and we'll get into it a little bit further, but for for the regular mainstream merchants and what that means, but also for developers as well. So there there was two sides to it and benefits both. Yeah, well, why don't we talk about the changes that will impact, you know, small to medium growing business owners. From what I take from it, it's about the theme and all different themes, updates Mm -hmm. to themes, a new theme, and the flexibility in terms of being able to add sections to the site or to product pages. Yeah, and that's the big one, I think. Sections everywhere or anywhere. I'm not sure which one it is. Sections sections, everywhere, I think. That's big, yeah. Yeah, and anywhere would be just as true because, and this is the one they've been talking about for years and it was always a bit of a joke, but, yeah, they've said, hey, it's happening. And so for anyone who's on Shopify, they would know that they can move their blocks around on their homepage quite easily. They can add in a new block or a new section. It might be a testimonial section or it might be an image section or it might be an image and text section. And that's been really flexible for homepages. But you haven't been able to have that same flexibility on your collection pages and on your product pages. They were kind of, hey, here's your template for your product. 
done. You can't really do too much more. But sections everywhere mean, you know, those those apps like PageFly where they, you know, made these sort of amazing product pages are going to be a thing of the past because sections everywhere means you can actually drop in different sections on your product pages, your collection pages, your blog pages, everywhere. <laughs> That's oh, the name, so good. sections everywhere. Yeah, it's a big change and it's one that people have been crying out for for a long time. So I'm happy that they announced it. Yes, and happy, I'm happy too. It's good timing because I've been taking my students through what a product page should and could look like in today's, you know, landscape. And a lot of the time, you know, they're expanding. They're becoming longer. They're almost becoming unique landing page or a homepage for that particular product. And it's very difficult to be able to put more valuable content like how to use or how to wash or five benefits from that kind of content into your standard product page. But Mm -hmm. I guess with these changes, it's now much easier for your average Joe Blow to be able to do those things. Yeah, I think there's two sides to this. There's one that, yeah, we'll be able to have more control over our product pages, but people will also need to remember that everything you add to that product page should be about selling the product. You shouldn't start to, you know, start putting your blogs on there and getting them off that product page. So I'm interested to see how people play with it and I'll be interested to see whether we need to pair people back and remind them what that product, what the goal of that product page is. But one of the other announcements that came out of Shopify 2.0 or Shopify Unite was built-in meta fields. And so hang hang with me. I won't yep. go too geeky on it. Mm-hmm. But meta fields is something where you can actually add extra information to a product or to a particular piece of um, information. And so things like care instructions, where it might be different for product A than it is for product B, you haven't really been able to do that very easily in the current Shopify environment without having a MetaFields app installed. And so I would do that for clients. I'd install a MetaFields app and we'd, you know, be able to do those things. But Shopify have realised how important this is and they've built it into Shopify now. So it won't be a separate app. It'll be straight in your product page. And you'll be able to go, okay, the care instructions for this one are this and put that one in for that product, but don't put it in for this product. So for like candle manufacturers where they want their top scent notes now, that's something that's different for each different product. And maybe for your candle snuffer, you don't need any. So the Metafields will help products be just a little bit more customised to individually rather than having to create a new template for every single type of product, if that, um, mm. if that makes sense, Lisa. It does make sense to me yeah. and I hope it makes sense to everybody else. If it doesn't, you know who to contact or talk to. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially we can make our product pages better and we can get that information in that Lisa's talking about, that I'm talking about, that I'm sure, you know, they've read lots of stuff about. It'll be easier to do. That's all, all people need to know. Yeah, and and the and why we want, you know, why we're excited about this, it's because the sale, the product page is where the sale happens. So it's crunch time. Mm-hmm. And I know typically, you know, a lot of the brands that I come across when they're just starting out or even in, you know, five years down the track, the product page sometimes can be an afterthought that, okay, you know, they've got the product, they've worked so hard and they've chucked up some images, done a quick description, and that's all that's there. Whereas, you know, if you're shopping... And so true, so true. Yeah, yeah, you think about all those questions that you have, like if you're buying, an, I don't know, a new lunchbox, I always use that example, or a dress or a pair of shoes, a handbag, you want to know how you could potentially, how you could use it, how you could style it, or if it's waterproof, if it's this, that, and the other. You've got those questions and you need to be answering them on the product page and building the trust and knowing that, making sure that the customer knows that they can part with their cash 
and feel confident about that because they've they've understood exactly what that product does, where its value is, what it yeah. looks like, how much it weighs or whatever. Exactly. People spend so much time on their homepages and tweaking them and whatever. And the homepage is it's just your entry. To, you know, no one can buy anything from your homepage. You've got to go somewhere else. And so those product pages are so important. And I agree with what you're saying. People kind of don't spend too much time on them. You know, checking in a manufacturer's description isn't the answer. Um, you know, you've got to customise it to your audience. And from an SEO perspective, that is gold. You need unique content in their unique descriptions and things. So, yeah, product pages, I don't, I think get overlooked. I agree with you. Yes, yeah. yes. And, I, you know, I totally get why as well because it's daunting. You know, let's say if you've got 30, 40 products more to, to have to go and think about each one of those product pages and optimize them and potentially write new copy, create new images. That's full on. But uh, I guess my tip there would be start with your best sellers, you know, and chip away. Absolutely. I agree. We're on the same page there. So that's yeah. great. And I had a client recently in 8,000 products and I said oh to them, hey, you've got you to have unique descriptions. They said, yeah, we're getting it straight from the manufacturer. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. And they're like, but it's 8,000 products. And I gave the same advice that you just said as well. Look at your best sellers. Like these are the ones people are reading more, more than not. So get those ones right. And even if you just did 10 a month, you know, you're going to make a if 20% of your stuff is done and you know that that's 80% of your products that you sell, then, you know, that's that's a good place to start rather than being overwhelmed by having to write unique content for 8,000 products. Yes. And let's say if you wanted to start with five or 10 a month, think about, you know, where your best time is spent. If you, you know, just cannot string a sentence together, you're not a writer and we all have our own strength, then maybe look at to hire someone to help you put that content together. Because it's not just on the product page you're going to be using it. Like you could use that in 10 other places to market that best-selling product in your emails. You could use that as a script to help you do an IGTV. So it's not, it's money well spent. Absolutely. And there are copywriters out there that definitely just do product descriptions. And I think, and you might agree that when you see a good product description, you know, you're just like, that's bang on. And the others, you kind of just read them and it's ho hum. Like you see it, when you know, when you see it, you know it, you go, that's bang on. That makes me excited yes. to buy this product. And if you've got a product, you know, you talked lunchboxes before, why do I buy your lunchbox compared to someone else? It's because I like you. People don't yeah. buy from brands, they buy from people. So having a crafted product description is a real opportunity to say, I'm not like a big box brand. We're not just stock as a rock, this is our personality. And you start to want to be with that that client and purchase from them. So small is your superpower in, in a lot of ways because you can craft those. Yes, I agree. Small is your superpower and your face is your superpower. And the person who I'm thinking of is Lunchbox Mini, Anna from Lunchbox Mini, who is a client of mine. And her product pages have got so much of her on them, talking about the lunchboxes and showing them and demonstrating them and you know, that's why women buy from her because they believe what she's saying and they can tell the passion and her belief in the product. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of key learnings there for product pages. And how about themes? What's going yes. on with themes? I'm glad you pulled us back to that because we really should have been started with that, shouldn't we? But we got too excited <laughs> with all the 2.0 stuff. But, yes, yeah. so themes. If you've got a theme right now, your theme will be considered 1.0 in Shopify. All the themes have to be rebuilt that are in the Shopify theme store by the end of the year. So if you're on a theme, I would reach out to your developer, find out who your theme developer is and say, when will my theme upgrade be done for 2.0? 
And once that's done, then you'll be able to upgrade your theme. Now, this is coming into the back end of the year, right? So I would think about Cyber Monday, Black Friday, and changing your theme isn't the easiest thing in the world. It's not too hard either, but you do just need to go, right, that's going to be a task I'm going to have to do. But in order to take advantage of a lot of these 2.0 things, you're going to need a 2.0 theme that talks to all talks to the Shopify platform and can pull in all those great things we're talking about. So one that I use a lot is out of the sandbox and they've kind of said, right, we're ready to go. We're getting this ready right now. I think the theme store opened on the 15th of July. So like this is hot off the press kind of information to accept themes for 2.0. So it's only just kind of opened. People will be submitting They'll be approving and then they'll they'll be ready to rock. But there is one in the theme store already called Dawn. So yes. if somebody starts on Shopify now, they will actually get the Dawn theme, which is a 2.0 theme version. So I think they can get it. It might, might only be in developer stores at the moment. Either way, if you're starting a store, it's worthwhile considering you're going to have 2.0 themes coming very soon. So make sure it's a 2.0 compliant theme. Yes. And I think I was having a chat with, someone in my Facebook group and they were saying how their their site's slow and da 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 and they're like oh it's a fairly fairly new or no maybe they said it's not that old maybe that's the word they use I was like okay mm-hmm. so how old are we talking and they're like oh it's four or five years I'm like okay well that's probably considered ancient in Shopify years and I'm glad that now you've you know, shared with the audience like if to be be prepared for Q4 start thinking about updating your Shopify theme now. Yeah, and the timing that's going to be right for you as well. So, yes, updating is a good thing to do. Find out when your theme is going to be ready. And with Shopify, they make it really easy. So you can install that theme into your draft versions and start having a look at it. If you've got out of the sandbox, they have an updater app, so that can help. But the other themes, you basically have to start rebuilding your store. If you've had lots of code customizations done that's kind of going to be a bit of a pain point you're going to have to work through but you can actually install the new theme when when it's available and start uh, migrating some of your content on there so it won't it won't interrupt your live site that'll happily go along and they're not getting rid of 1.0 themes so if you say listen I can't even deal with that right now it's not going to happen you'll happily sit on 1.0 and nothing bad will happen to you it's just that you won't be able to take advantage of some of those 2.0 things that are are being made available. Okay, cool. So it's not like Y2K or whatever that the yeah, website will explode no. come. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't panic, people. Please yeah. don't panic. This is a good thing. The platform just keeps getting better. So as people, are, you know, and we've talked about other platforms as well, but, you know, the platform just keeps getting better and they've and there are some of the other changes that are a bit geekier really appeal to developers. And so what that means is there's going to be more developers spending more time on Shopify and that's what they're really wanting to do. They want them to create better apps. They want them to create great apps to make your store or make it available for you, even the way you find your themes. They're redoing that so that's easier for you to find the right theme for you. So they're putting a lot of their changes that they're rolling out with 2.0 are for developers to attract them to the platform and then make, you know, sort of encourage them to spend time building for it, but also for merchants as well to make their experience better and so they can make better stores. Gotcha. And so if you're a small business and let's say you've had a store built in the past couple of years and you weren't so thrilled with that experience or another thing I hear is that they've been ghosted by their web developer, what should they do to get prepared or to update? Should they find someone like yourself? And that leads me to my other question, which is I get a lot, is what's the difference between a web designer and a web developer? 
Yeah. Okay. Well, so first up, if you're on a theme at the moment and you're not sure, you know, what's going on, you need to find out what is your theme name and where did you buy it from? If you bought it from Theme Forest or one of those, you may find that you've ghosted by by your developer and that you can try and reach out to them to say, hey, when's my 2.0 going to be available? But they don't necessarily have to respond. There's kind of no service agreement there. So you might go, okay, well, I'm going to upgrade to one and I urge people to choose one from a, a reputable, reliable, dedicated Shopify developer or choose one from the Shopify theme library. So you go on to Shopify. There's lots there. Yeah. Start from there. So that that's one thing. Find out what theme you're on and it may be that you need to change to a Shopify theme from the theme store as opposed to one from Theme Forest. That way you get to, yeah, you get a developer that is kind of vetted, if you like, yeah. by Shopify. So that's that yeah. one. Legit. That's it. That's it. What was the second part of the question? <laughs> What's the difference between a designer and a developer? Yeah, and that, intermingle these words a lot. You often go onto a website and go, I'm a designer and developer. Yes. And my understanding, you know, the designer is really about, you know, the look and the feel and the colours that are coming to your site. So if you go on Shopify, it already provides you with the design, which is great, but does that match your branding? You know, you wouldn't necessarily get a d- developer to design a logo for you. And I feel the same way about your store. You know, what colour are those buttons going to be? How, you know, what's the colour psychology behind know making sure that add to cart button is the right fit for your brand and for your customers how does that fit in with all of your other marketing material as well so I feel that a designer and you can often often tell your designer listen I'm building on Shopify so they will know what the pain points might be what the structure might be you know they might look at some icons for you as well so you can sort of visually communicate some of those unique selling points that you've got, whether it's buy from the bush or whether it's, um, you know, mm-hmm. Australian made or female led business or something yeah. like that. They can craft those for you as opposed to a developer where they're going to get all those elements and all the design icons and build the site for you. So it's real hands-on, I guess, and making sure that the all those design elements are pulled in. So, yeah, yeah. Some, do, some do both. But I find that there's usually a strength. Someone who's a designer might be great with the flair and the design. Developers might be great with, you know, the tweaking and that type of stuff. But um, Mm. I myself use a designer. I go Mm -hmm. out to a designer for a client to say, you know, listen, get these icons done, get those colours, work out how it's going to fit in with your brand. I don't think I'm a designer at all. You know, I can do an Instagram graphic on Canva like anyone. That doesn't not a designer make me. (laughs) Yes. And and quite often that icing on the cake the, those little finesses and the the tweaks to the font and the the color and they're so important to not only for the business owner to feel oh my gosh yes this totally represents my brand but obviously to the customer and that how it feels when they come onto that store is so important first impressions so important absolutely yeah so i think understanding what each person's role is in in that process um, and understanding where their strength lies is really a good way to go awesome and what about seo i know we talked about it at the start and it's and it is one of those things that stumps a lot of people where would you say for someone who's just sort of getting their head around seo where do what would be the first step would it be keyword research So keyword research can throw someone down a rabbit hole that they'll never recover from, to be honest, and they'll go, no, SEO is too hard, I'm not doing it. So keyword research is hugely important, but I find as a first step that it usually is too overwhelming for people. So, you know, if you run, let's go back to that lunchboxes example, if you kind of start doing keyword research on lunchboxes, you know, you're going to find out you might be up against some really big players. 
So yeah, then you start going, well, how am I going to rank for anything? So I think just getting your title descriptions and your meta descriptions generically done on your site and on all your pages is a good first step. And then you can step back and start to go, okay, well, which ones do I need to then go, okay, lunchboxes for kindergarten, maybe that's a keyword. So they start to explore keywords where they might have an opportunity to win. But I think as a first step for people, it can really get overwhelming. And if you're not sure how to go about keyword research, it, you sort of kind of, um, I guess, get overwhelmed by the process of it. Because if you sell lunchboxes, you go, well, there, there you go, lunchboxes is my keyword. I'm going to put that in my homepage everywhere. Done. Mm. I've done SEO. When actually that's not the way it works. Every single page on your website should have a unique title tag. It should have a, a really captivating call to action. So, or, sorry, meta description with a call to action on it. So you're drawing those people from the search results into your website. So, yeah, working out all the different pages and then focusing on, okay, for my product keywords, what are they going to be? For my blog posts, what am I going to write about? And so you've got areas that you want to start to keyword research rather than coming at it from a, I need to keyword research my whole store and every word that's going to be relevant for me. So Yeah, I totally. And I would say to, to the average person, don't try and do keyword research yourself because of those reasons. Like it's like, how, where, where the heck do I start? I yeah direct them to someone who does this research but also presents it in a way like okay so you may be going after lunchboxes but you know you're not going to rank in that so potentially look at kindergarten lunchboxes um, plastic free or something like that Mm -hmm. I don't know but yeah working with someone that can help you sort of navigate it and point you in the right direction that's yeah it's that's essentially what this marketing and working with people like myself and like yourself it's just getting further and further in the right direction. You know, you may not like land at success in a month or two months, but you're going to get as close, closer and closer to it. And you're not going to be off, you know, zigzagging the other way. Absolutely. And, you know, it raises a good point. If you're not necessarily a new store, but you're like, right, I've got to get my SEO organized. Do you even know where you come up in search now? So mm. working out where you actually are now can help you work out, where you want to be and what you might need to do to get there. So I work, work with some people and I'm like, you know, what what do you come up for now in search? And they're like, I have no idea. Yeah. And so we can pull a report and you can work with external agencies just to do that job. Just tell me what I rank yeah. for now. And it might be that you rank number 11 for a really great keyword and number 11 means you're number one on page two. So a little bit of work to that page means we could actually you know, not without um, not looking at competition, but, you know, we, there might be an opportunity for us to pull you to page one. So yeah. I sometimes find that can be a great way to do it, just working out what the search opportunities are with your current keywords and where, you know, where that fits up. And that could be a good start pre-keyword research as well. Okay, yeah. And another another area that you can start by looking at your bestsellers potentially. Yeah, Rather absolutely. than just like randomly picking out any of your products, start yeah. with... I was chatting to a client the other day and they've got a brand that's a huge brand and they're ranking number two for it. They had no idea. And it's Mm -hmm. a great brand. And they said, oh, I didn't realise we did so well. Then we sell a lot of it. But, you know, that's because they're ranking number two. So we've got the company brand page and then you've got their page. So interesting. um, And they hadn't even really realised that's what was happening. So just working out what they are, um, what your keywords are and what you're ranking for, what positions they are, can really start to show you that, okay, well, this is these are good rankings and we need to look after those ones. We need to make sure those product pages are right, but also these ones are trailing a bit. So let's let's look at those pages and what we could do to improve those. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And is there anything else that we haven't touched on with Shopify 2.0 that's worth mentioning? Oh, there's probably a fair bit. But oh, the, there's stuff. only one. Uh, there's a fair bit of geeky stuff. But like I said, <laughs> for, for our merchants, that just means more people are attracted to the platform. But they have said, and they haven't given us a lot of information, but there will be sort of an app checkout customization. So anyone that's been on Shopify knows you pretty much can't get anywhere near the checkout. If you're on Shopify Plus, you had access to the checkout with, you know, adding extra things, you know, sort of upsell scripts that you could pop in there. But for the regular folk who aren't on, you know, the $2,000 a month, month Shopify Plus plan, the checkout's been locked down, but they're having app extensions to the checkout. So we might be able to see some great things coming in at the checkout. They just haven't released a lot of information about it just yet. So watch this space, I think, is, yes. is um, what's happening. But, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, that is exciting. And I think I heard similar thing that, they mentioned that it might be coming, but don't kind of hold your breath about it because, you know, who knows how long it will be. But, yeah, I mean, given the boom that e-commerce has gone through, I think they're going to be doing everything that they possibly can to speed these updates through to get more people on the platform, as you say, get more developers on there. And it's a really bloody exciting time to be in this in this ca- um, you know, category or uh, industry. Yeah, yeah, it's it's scary and overwhelming for lots of people. I get that as well. But, you know, we've really pushed e-commerce ahead a couple of years, I think, yeah. in, uh, with COVID because people, you know, my mum had to go into lockdown because she had been in the hot zone and for the first time ever she did click and collect. And she goes, I'm really proud of myself. So, you know, there's yeah. these stories and she goes, no, it's actually a great experience. So, you know, there's that real opportunity to understand that our audience might be first-time um, online shoppers. They might be seasoned online shoppers, but... The, I guess the concept is people are becoming more familiar with online shopping and more comfortable with it. So as a business that's on a, an e-commerce platform and selling through online, you know, it's a, it's a time to embrace sort of these, these um, customer journeys that people are on. That's true. And, and it, that's what, you know, growing your business is embracing change, trying not to be stuck in, in fear about it. And yeah, I, lo- I like how you mentioned that people are still shopping online. Like, yes, there was a huge unprecedented boom last year, but I think I saw some stats, maybe it was from Australia Post or something like that, that the it's still consistent now. Like year on year, we're still at that same growth. So things haven't dropped away just because the novelty of lockdown has maybe worn off. Like those behaviours, you know, probably here to stay. Yeah, I think a lot of people did it for the first time or or maybe not for the first time, but, you know, started to do it a bit more consistently because that was maybe the only option. And they found that experience was quite great, that you didn't have to go to the shop and it got delivered to your door. That's exciting, you know, unboxing. Yes. (laughs) Never stops getting exciting when you receive a nice little parcel. (laughs) It doesn't. Oh, and thank you so much for your lovely parcel that you sent me. Well, hopefully you're getting some lovely coffees from um, during lockdown and getting Yes, yes, and my candle and my champagne. But anyway. (laughs) That's off topic. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I had so many good tips in there, guys. So I hope you had your notepad out. I get messages um, saying, I had to pull over on the side of the road to write down what you were talking about. So today was definitely one of those episodes. So thank you so much. And where can people find you to learn more about you and your services? Yeah, I guess the best place um, is my website, yellowdoordigital.com.au, but I am also on Instagram. I should be on Facebook more, but, you know, I can only have um, so much time in the day, I guess. But, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, but also just the website is where you can hit me up there. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Kerry. 
No worries. Thanks for having me, Lisa. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you loved what you heard, please head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review because it lets me know that what I'm doing is needed and I'll keep on churning out these podcast episodes for you. And it also helps other women get the help that they need. And if you want to work with me, head over to my website, lisaburn.com.au, and that's burn, B-Y-R-N-E. And you can check out the different ways you can work with me, whether it is one-on-one or in my group coaching program, Ecom Grow Strong. And I would love to hear from you. So send me a note and we can book in a time to court, to chat on the phone and figure out what's going on in your business, what's working and what isn't, and if you need my help. So thank you again, and I will speak to you soon. Mm-hmm.